You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Thursday edition. Our guest, as always throughout this season, Chris Raybon of the Action Network, making a six-pack of favorite bets for Week 17. This football season has been extremely different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. At BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me, Matt Williamson, at Williamson NFL, and our guest today, Chris Raybon, at Chris Raybon and Action Network. Com. Oddball week in week 17, some backup, no-name quarterbacks. Very interested to see how you go in this one. Chris, I got to start this off by, I mean, we've been keeping track all season long, at least I have, of, of our picks. And two weeks ago, you representing the Action Network had a goose egg, and it was the first of the year. Matt and I followed it up with our own goose egg last week, crumbling down the stretch. So this thing is very tight. We have a two-point lead on you going into the final week of the season here. Backup, no-name quarterbacks. Like, this is going to be a wild week 17 <laughs> to pick games. Like, how did you go about making your picks this week? Uh, it's week seven. I, I think, honestly, like, the last two weeks are a little tougher. Uh, week 17, usually what you're looking for is – you're trying to evaluate the motivations for each team and you're still obviously betting the number. Um, you know, a lot of times what you see though in week 17 is the teams with uh little incentive and Stucky actually has an article about this up, but the teams with like zero incentive um, more often than not uh, cover against the spread. It's, I think it's over 60%. So um, there are some of our picks that are kind of in that vein uh, that we'll talk about, but then it's just kind of a lot of times what happens is the market kind of over inflates even teams, you know, in, in crucial situations in must win games. Um, those teams tend to get inflated or teams that, you know, people think might be resting their starters because of a certain you know group of outcomes. So um, there, there's a lot of kind of different situations and like to start off, actually, you know, the first pick uh, Buffalo uh, is what, you know, we are going with for the, for the six pack. And, they're one and a half point favorites at most books. And we have, most of us have this projected around five points. And, you know, I think you're, you're getting some value there. Number one, because Miami, what, 11 and four against the spread, but also because, hey, you know, if a certain scenario happens with Pittsburgh and Cleveland, maybe Buffalo is locked into a certain spot if they're up. And it's all, it's all these kind of different factors that kind of create value. So, um, that's kind of how we're approaching, you know, week 17. It's, it's, it, it's, it's tricky, but it's just kind of looking at the, uh, you know, the, the playoff potential outcomes and the motivations. You kind of stole my first question because I was sitting there thinking, and I, I've, been, I've, I've been thinking about it a lot all week that, you know, I, I'm more into betting this year than I have been at any point in my life, but I'm by far not a professional. I'm a, I'm a pedestrian, you know, I've, I just fiddle with it here and there. When I feel like I, there's one to go on, I, I throw a couple bucks on it. But I was thinking this week, originally, wow, this must be such a hard week to bet. But to your point, I was thinking also, I've been around these players. I mean, there's this narrative that this team has nothing to play for. Well, that doesn't mean centers, guards, and tackles are just going to let the guys in front of them kill their quarterback, you know, or they're not going to put 
prideful tape out there for all to see for, you know, their next job or their next contract. It's not like they're not going to play hard. I mean, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, and maybe the Buffalo is a good example. It seems like the, the, the skill from where you're sitting is if the public thinks, boy, this team wants it more than the other, that necessarily isn't true. And I think the key is just knowing who's going to sit and who's not. I mean, if you know Josh Allen's not going to play a snap, that obviously influences that Buffalo game. Right, exactly. It's it's you know every week there's kind of the same you know it's a it's a kind of a battle of who wants it more, um, and that's why a lot of times you know you do bet teams coming off a big loss or or mm-hmm. you fade teams coming off a big win because there is that natural human tendency I think to to wet up and whatnot, but. Yeah, in week 17, you know, it, it's kind of overrated here. So, um, you know, you look at a team like uh, Pittsburgh, who, you right. know, they're sitting Big Ben, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean the other guys on the roster that are playing, first of all, they're they're, they're ticked off. They're like, hey, we're, we're not good enough to sit to. And second of all, uh, you know, it's a football game. You can't just you can't just kind of wet up in football. That's why the Pro Bowl isn't that, you know, popular, because it's hard to play football at 75%. You can't. And no one's going to put bad tape out there if they can help it. Yeah. At least we think. (laughs) Right, right, right. There's probably one guy every so often, like a a Dory Green Beckham or something. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, yeah. DGB. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. I forgot about DGB. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely (laughs) players that that don't, but they don't last long, right? Because you just can't. You can't play football that way. That's a a great point. Um, It's interesting. So actually, I'm going to hit the sounder. So you said your first pick in the six-pack is Bills over Dolphins, yeah. right? So this one I picked the other way, and, and I love going head-to-head, so that was, that's what makes this a lot of fun. Um, I had the Dolphins because I mean, the Matt Barkley Bills, if Matt Barkley's quarterback in the Bills, I mean, that that's a huge... Not only is it maybe mentally for the rest of the team, that's a major white flag to say, um, like, look... Because we talked about you know the mentality and everything that goes into this and the psychology of playing football. I think one of the biggest white flag things you can do to signal the rest of the team, as you mentioned, where the safety is like, hey, what about me? Am I not good enough to sit? When you rest your quarterback, you're really making a statement there. So I, I think I, I would look at that, and I would think the psychology for those teams would be much different when you're sitting your star quarterback versus just a team that's, you know, seeding wise isn't playing for a lot and that's just my personal you know view of it and I don't know what the numbers bear out for that section of that 60 percent but when I look at this game and I see a Dolphins team trying to play their way in and a Bills team sitting their MVP caliber quarterback and just the drop off in talent from Josh Allen to to Barkley I just can't go the Bills way so what are your thoughts there with that pick well first of all you know I think you look at the Dolphins and I mean, they're having some more, like they have their, you know, court, they have no sure quarterback. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, and then you say, you look at the rest of the teams and you say, okay, the, you know, I think the bills are the more talented team. Um, and you know, we don't, do we, we don't have confirmation that Josh Allen's sitting, do we? Like we. No. Yeah. And I picked Miami in this game too, just because the saints and bills to me, like we know the chiefs and Steelers are sitting everybody. But the the Saints and Bills have been very quiet about it. But I could see them just resting guys late in games if they don't, you know, if they don't sit Allen. I could see Tre'Davious White and Diggs and guys like that sitting in games. I mean, frankly, if Miami was playing the Bills in round one of the playoffs, I would need at least nine points to bet on the Dolphins. But in this case, which goes against what I was saying before, I think Miami 
is the pick. I, I'm glad we're going head to head on this one because I, I think the Bills might sit people. Yeah, I, and that's the thing. I think even if the Bills sit people, um, it's going to be tough because that's you know you, people think that like there's this big edge. But first of all, it's not like the preseason. You have a, uh, a certain what right. you, have, you have your 53 and your active 46, 47. It's COVID, so 2020 active 47 this year. But it's, it's hard to rest people, right? Yeah, it's, you, you can't, can't rest one you on, You can't put Stephon Diggs on the practice squad yeah, and, but, and get pull somebody up. You know, right? But but here's the thing, and this is why you know the and kudos to the NFL for this, but they actually do put the meaningful games on the schedule at the same time. So mm-hmm. the Bills and Steelers actually technically shouldn't be sitting people at least early on because of they're both kind of still alive for the same reasons. And you know, like Tomlin even said it. He's like, you know, we're not going to rest. Like like guys, we're coming to play. Like Big Ben's going to rest because we've kind of determined that hey. You know, he's old, essentially. Like, he's yeah. old. And, you know, but, but, you know, Josh Allen, I don't know. And especially with Josh Allen kind of in the running for that MVP, um, I, I don't know. I actually don't know that he sits. Because you like if you would think about it, like, for f- let's say the, the Bills, you know, Pittsburgh is getting dumped by Cleveland. Pittsburgh's a 10-point underdog. You know, the, the, even if, let's say, Pitts- Pittsburgh was down 10, at any point in that game, which is what the you know, market is saying is the median, you know, that would, that that's not a big score for Buffalo to then pull out their guys. So it, it takes this like huge kind of combination of factors where Buffalo would have to be up big. Pittsburgh would have to be down big. This would all have to happen early enough for, uh, you know, them to pull starters. And then on top of that, like they, they would have to have a certain, a comfortable lead enough for them to pull starters in the first place. That, like you don't, you don't usually see teams pull starters, you know, if it's like a two, a three point game. So I, you know, I don't know that Buffalo is like going to come out and just wait uh, roll over, especially because this is a divisional game and there are implications here, um, you know, depending on what happens. Like I believe, you know, if Buffalo loses, they could have seen Miami again, or it, it's, it's all these different factors. So, um, yeah, but anyway, like Buffalo, uh, you, you look at teams in these spots, and I just think Miami's a bit overrated. You know, even if, you know, you look at – if Josh Allen was out, I think this is still uh, about a field goal game in favor of Buffalo. So um, going with the Bills here for number one, and uh, you guys are probably going to be even more interested in, in the second pick. Let's so, get to it. Uh, real Pittsburgh. quick real quick on this Bills-Dolphins game. Well, you the Steelers, so, too. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, just real quick. So I have the, the latest quote from Sean McDermott. He said uh, about starting who the starting quarterback will, will be. He said, quote, those conversations have taken place and we have a plan. I want to keep that plan internal for a number of reasons. Number one, I haven't had a chance to talk to the players yet. At the end of the day, it's trying to do what's best for our football team and every team's different. If if it wasn't going to be different than normal, I don't think he would have those comments. So it sounds to me like either part or all of the game, Josh Allen won't play. That's what it sounds like to me. And that's kind of how I'm betting this, but uh, just us talking about it and and thinking about how this goes, it's probably really hard for the books. And that's what I'm judging the line on. Like I think Vegas feels the same way or else this line would be a lot different, right? So maybe the play on this game is wait until you get that confirmation, then go make your bet because I think that would have a massive change on the line. And I don't think you can really set a line when you don't know in a game like this, right? So maybe, you know, do you jump early or do you jump late? That's a, that's well, another question about betting this game. Well, I think right now the play is, 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 uh, is, is, is Buffalo. Buffalo because, because if Josh Allen does play, you get a much better. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. So yeah, if, you know, if you, if you think, and, and this is the thing, you know, if you just looked at teams with zero motivation, like, and let's, so, so let's say if Buffalo is sitting Josh Allen in theory, 
they would now have essentially zero incentive. They're, they're kind of conceding that they have incentive. Uh, those teams are, are covering only uh, uh, the teams with zero incentive cover about 68% of the time against the spread. So it's, you know what I mean? Awesome, it's, yeah. it's, it, it's really the exact opposite of what you would think here. But again, Buffalo's no pushover, like regardless of who's at quarterback. Um, but, but I have a feeling that, that you're not going to see guys resting. And I have a feeling you're going to see Josh Allen for a good part of the game. And I have a feeling you're going to see Stephon Diggs for a good part of the game because you're, you're looking at guys, you know, like Stephon Diggs is in the receiving uh, lead for, for, for yardage and uh, Josh Allen's an MVP race. And, um, you know, is I think that factors into it too. And, you know, so uh, I, I do actually expect to see those guys. Okay, as fascinating as this game is, we can't spend the whole pod on this one Bills-Dolphins matchup. We'll see what that line ends up being when we find out who is starting that game Sunday. Maybe some late action to come there. You tease the Steelers coming up the rest of the Week 17 Action Network Sunday six-pack. All of the lines on today's program can be found at betonline.ag. Tons of props, tons of other fun things for Week 17 with some wild games. Playoff chances, you bet on Super Bowl favorites, talking draft props already there, head coach movement in the offseason, a number of things to bet on, college football bowl season as well. They've got you covered at Bet Online. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus. Find the best betting lines and props at betonline.ag. Win yourself a little bit of money. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore AG on Twitter to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code Locked On for your sign up bonus betonline.ag Matt, a note on the Steelers before Chris makes his official selection in that game? Being close to the team, not only are they going to sit Ben, they're going to sit a lo- as, as many people as they possibly can. Like, I bet they hide TJ Watt's helmet. Yeah. Think, uh, I know Pouncey's not playing. You know, they didn't have a bye, and the semblance of a bye they had was so long ago, and they're old. They're a little bit different you know, situation than the Bills. Plus, because there might not be people in the seats, I, I just think the difference between the two seed and the three seed is minimal this year. There's, uh, to me, that's not enough motivation to play everyone, and the Steelers tend to agree with me. I, I can tell you right now, they're not going to play a lot of their top guys. But I still picked them plus 10 yesterday because they're not just going to roll over and die to the Browns either. Yeah, I. so yeah, the Steelers are a team that I think – out of all the teams, they'll probably sit the most guys. Yes, um, agreed. And I make the line still about seven, seven and a half. So love the Steelers here. Uh, ask yourself this. Is this other Steelers with Mason Rudolph and sitting some key guys better or worse than the Jets? Right, right. It's a good point. <laughs> because who did the and, – and, and here's another, you know, perfect example. Perfect example of, of, you know, what you think will happen doesn't always happen. So the Browns, right? You know, all the receivers get ruled out last week. They're playing the Jets. So the line is, you know, it goes from like 10 to 7 or something like that in favor of the Browns. Everyone's saying, hey, the Browns are going to – they can still run the ball. They have Chubb. They have Hunt. What happens? The Browns 
not only fail to cover and lose the game straight up, but they throw 50 times in the process. Like the the exact opposite uh, of everything you see kind of happen here. But I mean, we've seen this perfect example of this. Um, So for our money line parlay this week, you know, we usually take, you know, two underdogs and we parlay them. Uh, The Steelers, we're taking the Steelers and the Jags. Um, And if you bet a hundred dollars on those on the money line, uh, you would win 4k. So uh, that just a little note for everyone out there. Those hit. But, uh, um, you know, look at the Steelers. Like, last season is actually a perfect example. I believe it was the Ravens and Steelers were playing. The Ravens were sitting all their guys. The Steelers, had, I think, had a chance to at least, uh, you know, have a chance for a playoff spot. And uh, the Ravens are playing Robert Griffin. And the Steelers were 28-10. You know, so – and the Steelers are playing their guys last year. So, we see this all the time. We've seen this with Baltimore and Cincinnati. Um, But, you know, the Steelers can absolutely win this game – uh, Mike Tomlin with Mason Rudolph with with any quarterback but Big Ben. First of all, Mike Tomlin just as an underdog period is uh, is thirty seven uh, nineteen and two against wow. the spread without Big Ben. So with all the other just kind of backups, Michael Vick, you know all those guys that have started over the years, uh, he's twelve three and two. So covering seventy five percent as a money line underdog, which means just Mike Tomlin winning straight up with non-Big Ben quarterbacks, nine and eight. So over 50% of the time, as an underdog, Tomlin, with a backup quarterback, has won, you know, the Steelers have won straight up. Um, And you look at the Browns, I mean, this team is a team capable of losing to the Jets. We know that. They're going to, they have all the pressure. They haven't been in this position before. Uh, The Steelers still have talent, and they still are going to be playing, you know, you know, a decent squad of players with, with decent talent here. You know, they do have some depth at certain positions that they can rest guys, you know, running back, wide receiver, uh, even on the defensive side of the ball. They still have depth. So um, this is in, in the Browns still have some COVID issues as well. So um, definitely expect the Browns to have some trouble in this spot. And wouldn't be surprised at all if, to see the Steelers uh, win the game outright. I don't know what you guys are talking about. The Steelers at full strength can't even beat the Bengals. So. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, we talked about it last week, though, right? You know, everyone's yeah. down the Steelers. What happens? Well, you know, for, first half, you would think, up oh, Steelers, here we go again. And then, boom, all of a sudden, now now the uh, the Steelers are the ones that are in position to rest people. All right, we've got two down. Let's get this rolling. We've got your third pick in the Week 17 final regular season Sunday six-pack. Who is The New York Giants, plus two, and... Uh, this is another one where, you know, look at Dallas, you know, they've, they've won a few games and they look, you know, look good on offense in the process. Uh, they put themselves in position here to potentially get a playoff berth. Uh, but you're talking about Dallas versus the giant. Cause remember this NFC is fairly ev- evenly matched in ju- it just in general, Dallas, uh, a favorite on the road against the Gi- Dallas with Andy Dalton, a favorite on the road. It just, it doesn't make sense. You know, the Giants, <laughs> you know, they're not, they're not that far removed from knocking off the Seahawks with Colt McCoy. Um, you know, Daniel Jones getting healthier. This team has been, uh, you know, they've only lost, I think it's four or five games by more than, by more than like four points this whole season. Uh, this is a game. This is a true pick em game here uh, for the Giants Cowboys. Now the Cowboys, you know, coming in, you know, four of their last six games, they've gotten out gained. Uh, you know, Philadelphia last week just decimated in the secondary. It ends up not working out for them. Dallas puts up a bunch of points. Uh, you know, as that game goes on, Jalen Hurts in his first road start struggles a little bit. But Dallas 
has been getting outgained pretty consistently. The Giants are a team that they're going to come to play here. They're going to, you know, they're going to show up. They played the Ravens. You know, they, they've played a brutal schedule um, down the stretch here. Last week against the Ravens, okay, they lose by 14, pretty much what we everyone expected. So now it's kind of, you know, you have the Cowboys coming off a, a win against the 49ers where they get out gained by 150 yards, a win against the Eagles and, you know, with the banged up secondary and uh, a win against, who was it, the Bengals with Brandon Allen at quarterback. So you're kind of coming off these, yeah, okay, wins. And this is just a, a complete, I think, turn, like kind of recency bias fade of both of these teams coming off quite different circumstances. And it reminds me of the Steelers last week a little bit where, you know, no one wants to bet on the Giants right now. I mean, it seems like they've just gone in the tank. Uh, but remember, they this is, a t- you know, both of these teams are motivated here. Uh, Giants at home have this as a pick game. So anything above a pick looking at the, the Giants here, but uh, taking them at, got them at plus two uh, at the time of recording. I took Dallas in this game and – you make some good points, though. I, I mean, because one team's won three in a row, one team's lost three in a row. If this game were played a month ago, the Giants would probably be five-point favorites. And, you know, Dallas is playing better, but you mentioned the teams they beat, and they're not super impressive, and the Giants have lost to some tough teams. And um, I still think the Giants' interior D-line, you know, Leonard Williams and those guys, Dexter Lawrence – are going to cause a lot of problems and keep this thing close. Yeah, and and just to the like, I mean, the Giants generally you expect them to keep things close. Now you know things got a little bit out of hand against uh, the Ravens. The Ravens could have had another score, I believe, with late in that game, but had the under last week. So glad that didn't happen. Uh, but just here to example to put some numbers on the recency bias, the Giants are on a straight up uh, three game losing streak. Right? They're yeah. they're also an underdog. Underdogs historically on three game losing streaks are 173, 125, and 9, 58% against the spread since 2003. This season, 12 and 6, covering two-thirds of the time. Because the logic is they get too much. People yeah. overreact and think they're horrible. And it's, 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 not, it's not even just an overreaction. It's actually more it, – it's, it's that, but it's also just a function of the shortened season, right? If you only have 16-game sample and you're generally working with that sample and you've come off a – you know, essentially, a, what, like 20% of that sample now with bad results, like you're, it's, you're just naturally at a point where that is going to be a little bit overweighted in your model because, it, you know, it, there's only so much sample size to choose from. So it's kind of a mix of the overreaction and just kind of the natural – um, you know, what happens, the natural result of having such a, a shortened season in professional football. Chris, I say, I don't mean to go off of this tangent, but I say that a lot. Like, if the Yankees lose three in a row in July, that doesn't mean they're going to be an underdog to the Pirates the next right. game. It's a perfect, you know I mean? yeah. It's a perfect example, and it's like yeah. you know, it's, especially because a lot of times when you ha- when you people even with you know kind of projecting these things out, you are weighting the, the past results a little more heavily, and so you know that you know three games becomes you know weighted like four games or five games. You know, not to get too statistical here, but you know that's that's just it's naturally what happens, and you see this. But um, I would project this game as a true pick'em. You know, it's not to, not not a diss at the Cowboys; they have a perfectly great chance of winning this game. But um, let's not forget how competitive the Giants have been all year as well I mean it's just it, it is apples to oranges baseball to football don't get me wrong and I don't know anything about baseball but <laughs> if you lose four in a row that's a quarter of your games in football it it, it 
people, you know, it's not like the Yankees lost 40 in a row in 162 season. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just four games in a row. It'll be four bad days or three bad days. Right. And, and yeah, a great book, you know, if, if you're ever interested in like getting the this kind of perspective on baseball, Tom Tango, the book, um, it's just it's like this kind of book where it kind of lays out all these sample size things. And like, yeah, even in baseball, you find out that like with this large sample size, you still can't trust a lot of the numbers. For example, batter versus pitcher numbers, things like that. You get up to like, you know, 30, 40 at bats. A lot of people think that's predictive. It's not. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're dealing with extremely small sample sizes here. Um, but you know, another, another perfect example of recency bias, and then we can move on, but, uh, the Cowboys have scored 30 plus points in three straight games. That's another thing you kind of look at and say, oh, okay. They're on a roll teams on three game streak of scoring 30 plus points, uh, especially late in the season. So once we've had a sample set, so 30 plus points for three in a row week 10 on since 2003, those teams are just 42 and 62, against the spread in the next game they're covering just 40 percent of the time so fading those teams oh. you cover 60 percent. so yeah this is the recency spot here wow that's fascinating stuff about you know what is a team is this what the team is is this the new normal for a team or are they just on a hot streak and yeah the sample size stuff i and the big takeaway there for me was man the disrespect from matt williamson on his hometown pirates they're the only team i know that is horrible i can bad for a long time all right let's uh let's keep this moving we've got three more picks we're halfway there bills steelers giants the last three six pack picks of the regular season coming up you know where built bars really shine and i utilized it when i traveled this week for car rides like built bars are so good for that car ride you don't want to pull over to the drive-thru Crush a burger and fries, a thousand calories. Have a built bar in the car, 130 calories in the salted caramel flavor, 17 grams of protein, only four grams of sugar. And it's that protein, not only to give you energy, tides you over too. It's not that thing where you need to go running for a, a whole bunch more food later. You eat the snack and it tides you over. It does exactly what it should do. Oh, and it tastes amazing. It's covered in 100% actual, legit, real Chocolate, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, even great for a keto diet. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off your next order. That is builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on for 20% off your next box of built bars. All right, Chris, what's your fourth pick of the Sunday six-pack in week 17? We've already got two going head-to-head. I hope we get another one. Okay, and here's one. We'll, and again, we bet, we're betting numbers here. So this is one we're going to go against the incentive one. And there's a reason for this. And, I, and I, you may understand it after I say the team. And it's Baltimore. We're going with Baltimore here, 12 and a half. And here's why. This, we have, I have this projected at 14. Uh, most people I know have it projected around 14. Baltimore coming off a situation midseason where they had some COVID issues. Since then, the market has completely underrated them. Um, over, over the last five games, they're five and zero against the spread. They're covering by an average of six point six points. So this is beyond recency bias. This is just kind of like the market hasn't kind of corrected since that midseason, you know, swoon where they were missing like forty percent of the roster. But more importantly. You know, Baltimore, yes, they're, they're motivated. Cincinnati is not. Usually you'd expect a great performance of Cincinnati in the spot. 
But Cincinnati just had two of their Super Bowls, right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. back to back. I mean, they come in, they beat Pittsburgh on national TV. Then last week, you know, jo- uh, Brandon Allen's playing like Josh Allen, you know, putting up Josh Allen numbers, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you know, like it's, it's just, you know, they, they, they play this Texans defense um, that, you know, just – and you probably expect a rebound from the Texans this week, but last week, you know, they, you know, JJ Watt has to call him out after like, it was bad for the Texans last week. Uh, and, and the week before the Steelers are in the midst of their funk. So you look at uh, this game and you say, okay, now we're getting some value because of how well the Bengals have kind of played over the last couple of weeks. You know, they haven't played great. They just happen to, you know, get some, you know, get a, a, a play a great defense to face. And the week before that, they get some turnovers. And so, uh, you know, the Bengals have these two wins in a row. And now the line is, you know, it was, it started out, I think it was 11 and a half or 11. It opened, but yeah, it opens closer to 10 than the two touchdowns that it should, you know, be that given these teams health. And so, um, taking the number here with Baltimore. So you're not, you're, you're, that's what I, I always want to point out to people. Like you're not just blindly betting a trend like, okay, well, the team with no incentive or this or that. You're always going to look at the number first. Uh, and here going Baltimore 12 and a half, the number's off. Take advantage of the letdown spot for Cincy. I just think Baltimore's such a better football team. I, I don't even care what they did last week or the week before. I mean, just talent. And, you know, if they played a hundred times, I think they win 90 of them. <laughs> that's a, I mean yeah they probably would win close to 90 of them um we'll see I wonder how many they covered if, if right. you had the same spread I mean it probably would still be above uh like 60 percent so yeah I fully expect Baltimore to win here I mean Lamar Jackson this is another spot where um the market just hasn't seemed to quite catch up you know 12 and 5 in his career uh, against the spread on the road 71 percent wow yeah I, I still feel like Lamar's being a little underappreciated like people Everybody took him super high in their fantasy draft. And they're talking, you know, he didn't have an MVP year. So there were the, the the public was a little down on him. But watch him lately. He doesn't look much different than he did last year. He's killing people. Yeah, it's just, the, I mean, it's the, the receiving core is pretty unsexy oh, totally outside bad. of, uh, you know, outside of Andrews. And even and, like, a lot of people, even a casual fan probably doesn't know that Mark Andrews is like a top five, top three tight end. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's just not that sexy when you're throwing like Willie Sneed and Miles Boykin. Des Bryant? Des Bryant in the house? Like I said, it's not sexy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, Pick number five in the Week 17 Uh, Sunday six-pack. Here is uh, another one that no incentive versus incentive. And the Texans plus seven and a half. Now I'm, I'm not gonna lie, this is Stucky's pick. It makes me a little bit like out of all the six, I think this makes me the most nervous. Um, just because you do worry, like the Texans defense just scared me last week. But this is kind of the same spot we're talking about when these are the spots where you have the teams with zero motivation. Jay, you know, JJ Watt calls them out. You know, I, I, I guarantee you'll see a better performance from Houston uh, this week going against Tennessee, who you know still has. You know, they could win the division with a win. Uh, and you're getting this the, the, the half a point here. Texans have been in uh, pretty much every game down the stretch. Uh, you know, even in the games, they've played poorly on defense. I think it was just that one game to Chicago where they really just got run out, run out of the building. But they cover against the uh, the Colts a couple of times. You know, they they lose by what, six to the Bengals. They, you know, they beat the, the Lions. So they've kind of been, you know, in, in most of these games. They're going against another bad defense, and that's all you need for the Texans to kind of stay in these games here. Um, they're going to give up points, but uh, you expect a shootout here, so going Houston plus seven and a half. That run defense uh, for Houston, 
mixed Ooh, with yeah. Derrick Henry. With Derrick Henry yeah. is it? Oh, is Derrick, a I, I, when I said plus seven and a half, I meant Derrick Henry uh, plus seven uh, over seven and a half touchdowns. That, that's actually what I meant. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, pick six in the Week Seventeen Sunday six pack. Rams. Yeah. Oh, the no Rams. Okay. No one believes in them. They're at home. They have the better defense. They have the better coach. They're banged up. Uh, the Cardinals last week playing the 49ers. No one believed in the 49ers. The Cardinals come out and score 12 points. This defense is much better even than that San Francisco defense last week. Uh, I love the under in this game. So if you don't, if you don't even want to bother with the side, I don't know how these two teams get to 41 combined points. Oh, I know. <laughs> but uh, so just throwing that one out there. But yeah, love, love the Rams for. I mean, it, it almost doesn't. You don't it doesn't require that much explanation. They have a backup quarterback, and so they're the underdogs. We get it. Is Kyle Murray healthy? Now that's a question we have to ask ourselves. Uh, but more importantly, just look at how you know look at these teams how, and how they're playing. I mean, the Rams. You know, they're going to show up on defense week in and week out. And against this Cardinals team, if you can do that. Uh, you stay in the. You can stay in the game. I thought the. I thought even with uh, Goff out, this line would be closer to a pick'em because you know Goff is still a guy who's you know getting coached by McVeigh, getting coached up. He's in the headset, uh, so I didn't expect it to to kind of flip this much. But uh, yeah, this is another kind of true pick'em game where you're getting where you're getting three points here, and uh, the Rams can absolutely win this game with defense and a backup quarterback. I mean, remember the Steelers last year with with Hodges and Rudolph, and you know they go eight and eight. Like this is. This is a a, a a Rams team that can certainly compete here, and, and for all the marbles, uh, certainly expect uh, them to show up at home. So uh, love the Rams plus three here. I, I like this one too, and most of it's just because I'm starting to have some Kingsbury questions, to be honest with you, and I think Ramsey on Hopkins, Donald wreaking havoc in a game they have to have, and I just think I know they don't have running backs. They don't have Cooper Cup. They don't have Goff. I'm betting on McVay to scheme it up and get something going. And you're right. I mean, I don't know how these teams get to 20 points each. Right. And uh, I think fun fact: I believe McVay's never lost against the Cardinals. That's obviously not over Kingsbury, but uh, you know, just a just a fun fact. And yeah, you know, again, betting the number though, right? If it was a pick 'em, I'd say okay, probably a stay away, but. Uh, you know, you're getting three points here like the Rams. They can absolutely win this game. Another good money line dog. Another one where we're going to go head to head. And actually, I think Matt disagreed with me yesterday and, and he liked the Rams. I like the Cardinals in this one because uh, Kyler Murray, they're going to tape him up. They're going to find a way to get him on the field. And I don't really know what a John Wolford is. I don't know if either one of you guys have hey. a scouting report. <laughs> Not really. Hey, all I'm saying is Kyler against CJ Beathard, who won that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Good point. Very good point. All right. Great stuff. We've got Bills, Steelers, Giants, Ravens, Texans, and Rams in week 17. Uh, it's been fun talking with you all season long, Chris. Hope to get you on during the playoffs and talk some more about some of these playoff matchups. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year to you, buddy. So happy New Year. Yeah. yeah, happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year to everyone. It's uh, it's been a pleasure and good luck in this weekend uh, for the rest of the season. Be safe out there, everyone. This weekend, Matt and I will be back Monday, breaking it all down right here on the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show.